48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. An expert panel will meet today to discuss a request by Sinovac to allow children as young as three to get a COVID jab. The Beijing Stock Exchange opens just two months after plans were announced for the bourse. And Beijing and Washington gear up for the virtual summit between President Xi and President Biden. The advisory panel on COVID-19 vaccines will meet later today to discuss Sinovac's request to allow children as young as three to get a jab. Sinovac is currently only available for those over 18. The Society of Hospital Pharmacists president, William Choi, says there's limited published data on the vaccine being administered to children under 12. But more than 100 million children have already received the Sinovac jab on the mainland. The problem is uh, we have to know the distribution of age group, especially for children three to five years old. They are very vulnerable. So uh, just look at the number of doses they use in China is huge. But uh, again, the safety and also the effectiveness data is very important, especially for the younger children. So they may approve the use of the final vaccine for children three or over, but they have to convince the public what evidence they base on. Mr Choi also called on the authorities to consider lowering the age limit for the BioNTech vaccine so parents can have a choice. Meanwhile, Israel has given the go-ahead for children between the ages of 5 and 11 to receive a vaccination dose for COVID-19. The decision was taken by the Israeli Health Ministry after the US Food and Drug Administration approved the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine for young children two weeks ago. The Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett called on parents to have their children vaccinated, saying his youngest son would be getting a jab. The BBC's Sebastian Usher reports. An opinion poll in Israel last week showed slightly more parents were against vaccinating their children, but even more remain undecided. Israel led the world with its fast and efficient vaccination campaign for adults, but that didn't prevent it from suffering four waves of the pandemic. It was also one of the first countries to bring in a pass system for entering public places, and the take-up of the third booster jab has been high. All of this has seen cases plunge dramatically. Trading has begun on the Beijing Stock Exchange just two months after President Xi Jinping announced plans for the new bourse. It will serve small and medium-sized enterprises. 81 companies are seeing their shares traded in the first batch of listings. Speaking on RTHK's Money Talk program, Yan'an Wu, chairman of Jinrongbao, said tech companies would be strongly represented. And the market value of uh, <coughs> these uh, uh, listed companies uh, in Beijing stock exchange will be, you know, compared to Shenzhen, Shanghai, smaller. Uh, it's an average market value is about 4 billion RMB, and the stock market Shanghai is about 15.6 billion, and the uh, gem market is about 13 billion. So it will focus on more on uh, the SMEs and also the science and tech. Uh, if you look at the sector-wise, uh, the manufacturing in these uh, 81 companies are uh, going to be listed today uh, will be 70 percent and the information technology sector is about 16 percent. Presidents Xi Jinping and Joe Biden will hold a highly anticipated virtual summit on Tuesday morning Beijing time. The two have held two phone calls since Mr Biden took office in January, the most recent one in early September. But this summit will be the first time in Biden's term they have communicated face to face in a summit format. RTHK's Washington correspondent Barry Wood says it's unlikely there'll be any breakthroughs on contentious issues. 
they're downplaying here in the United States. Down, the administration is downplaying the expectation of any breakthrough or anything significant happening. And I think that's probably a wise policy. The important thing is that it's happening. After all, President Biden has been in office for 10 months, and this will be the first meeting between President Biden, as you said, and President Xi. I think, by the way, it's going to be Monday night in Washington, so I've got a feeling that's going to be Tuesday morning in Beijing. But I think it's very significant that they're talking, and there's lots of things that they can set in motion. They can set up some working groups. We know they're talking about COVID-19. They'll talk about tariffs, they'll talk about Taiwan, they'll talk about North Korea and Iran. But the important thing is they may find some areas in which they can cooperate. The Consumer Council says buying 5G mobile service plans for large data volumes can lead to unnecessary spending. The watchdog said it had compared 85 5G plans provided by eight network operators and found that 84 of them had been bundled with value-added services, most of which have additional charges. Nora Tam, chairperson of the Council's Research and Testing Committee, said customers should consider whether the incentives offered met personal needs. Despite the fact that high data volume plan enjoys a lower average price per GB and seemingly value for money, blindly pursuing a plan with large data volume without genuine needs could incur additional unnecessary expenses. Apart from one basic 5G data service plan, the remaining 84 plans were bundled with the other value-added services such as music, network cyber security and video streaming services or offering gifts and monthly fee rebates to antiques customers. The council also called on people planning to use the government's feed-in tariff scheme to make sure they comply with the law when installing renewable energy systems. Under the scheme, people can sell the solar and wind power they generate into the grid at a rate which is about five times higher than the normal tariff. The council says it has received 18 complaints about solar energy systems in the first 10 months, compared to just 15 for the whole of last year. The council's chief executive, Gilly Wong, says consumers should make sure installation companies give the correct advice. There are complaints related to the claim of the contractor, whether your electric system meets the requirement of the power company, for example, the illegal construction on your rooftop. In many cases, the contractor said that it is not necessary to fulfill all the lands and buildings regulation, but this is completely wrong. So installing a solar panel system is not easy. You really need to find out all the regulations in advance and understand the implication to you before you really find a good contractor. And the Consumer Council says it has found that some cast iron pots release metals during the cooking process and this might pose a health risk. Metals were released in four out of seven cast iron pots tested by the watchdog. A pop made by Lodge was found to release iron at a level that was 55 times the European limit. A pop made by another brand, Bruno, was found to release carcinogenic heavy metals, arsenic and cadmium. The council urged the companies to review their raw materials and manufacturing process. The government has awarded the gold medal for bravery to the late police chief inspector Lam Yun Yi. It said in a statement that the CE awarded the medal posthumously to recognise the gallantry and selflessness shown by Chief Inspector Lam, who died at sea during an anti-smuggling operation in September. The award will be presented at a ceremony to be held this month. Earlier this month, Ms Lam's funeral service, with full honours, was attended by the city's top officials, including the chief executive Carrie Lam. 
Three men have been arrested under the Terrorism Act in the British city of Liverpool in connection with a car explosion. One man died and another was injured in the blast yesterday morning outside the Liverpool Women's Hospital. The BBC's Phil McCann is in the city. We know of at least two streets that have been cordoned off by armed police this afternoon. Merseyside police said that the Northwest Counter-Terrorism Unit are leading this investigation and they say they're keeping an open mind about the cause of this explosion at the moment. As for the two people who were involved, it was the passenger of the car who has died. The passenger was a man who has yet to be formally identified and it was the driver of the car, it was a taxi, it was the taxi driver who was injured at the scene. He is still in a hospital but he remains in a stable condition. A lockdown has come into force in Austria for anyone over the age of 12 who hasn't been fully vaccinated against COVID-19. It's the first such measure in Western Europe for unvaccinated people. Those who haven't been jabbed can only leave home to exercise, buy food and go to work. Austria's Chancellor Alexander Schallenberg said he had no option but to bring in the measure because the vaccination rate was so low. I must say very openly, we are not taking this step lightly, but unfortunately it's necessary. We are also clear that this is the lower end of the measures. The United States has strongly condemned Belarus over the migrant crisis on the border with Poland. Tensions have risen with Poland, accusing Belarus of helping migrants prepare a mass incursion. The U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, said Belarus threatened security and sowed division. He said Minsk aimed to distract attention from Russia's actions on its border with Ukraine, where Moscow is reported to be deploying troops. Industrial output on the mainland picked up last month despite fresh curbs to control COVID and supply shortages, while the consumer spent more than expected. Natalie Ching has more. Industrial output grew 3.5% year-on-year in October, up from a 3.1% gain the previous month. And on the high street, retail sales rose by 4.9% compared to a 4.4% increase in September. But fixed asset investments slowed, rising 6.1% in the first 10 months, down from a 7.3% rise-up until September. The mainland's sprawling manufacturing sector has slowed this year, with September's output growing at its weakest pace since March 2020 on the back of environmental curbs, power rationing and high raw material prices. Sentiment in the property market has also been shaken by the debt crisis at property giants Evergrande and Kaisa. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,307. That's 20 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $72 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 113.28 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 14 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 46 cents. To sports, where Australia's cricketers are celebrating their first T20 World Cup title. They defeated New Zealand by eight wickets in the final in Dubai, thanks to an unbeaten 77 from Mitchell Marsh. Chasing 173 for victory, Australia had a 92-run second wicket stand between Marsh and David Warner, who made 53. They reached their target with seven balls to spare. Australia came in as the underdogs, but pulled off the highest ever run chase in a men's T20 World Cup final. Here's their captain, Aaron Finch. There's been so much talk about this being the one that's been elusive to Australia. And, and to be fair, we've probably underperformed in the past, if, if we're being honest with ourselves. Uh, we've had some great teams along the way. Um, th- this team's pretty special. The, the camaraderie, the, the way that everyone really cares for each other and looks after each other, um, looks out for each other, is, is pretty special. So 
Yeah, it's awesome. That's, that's brilliant, and it's great for, for Australian cricket. New Zealand captain Kane Williamson made 85 in the final, but it wasn't enough. It was a little bit frustrating. Um, we sort of thought on that surface that um, there'd be you know, a few opportunities to do that and build some pressure. And um, you know, I think we've seen the, the conditions throughout. They've been fairly consistent and um, the ball did skid on a little bit. But Aussie were outstanding in their chase and um, very, very clinical. And, um, you know, they've had a fantastic campaign. They're a brilliant side and, and they thoroughly deserve their win. Next to Formula One and a vital victory for Lewis Hamilton. The reigning world champion beat championship leader Max Verstappen to win the Brazilian Grand Prix after starting from 10th on the grid. The BBC's Jack Nichols was watching. Hamilton's driving over the course of the weekend was absolutely remarkable. To be disqualified after setting pole position in qualifying on Friday, starting at the back of the grid for the sprint race on Saturday and coming through to fifth, then starting the main Grand Prix from 10th and coming through to win was truly a champion's drive. He had to work hard to get ahead of Max Verstappen. The two went wheel to wheel. Verstappen pushed Hamilton off the circuit. Hamilton regrouped and overtook the Dutchman to cut his championship lead down to just 14 points with three races to go. Hamilton says it's been the toughest week of his career. Coming into this weekend, I never ever thought that we would be able to close the gap like we have today. And then these things that just kept going against us. But I think it really shows just never give up whatever you're facing. You just got to keep pushing, keep tumbling away, keep fighting. And that's really how I've kind of approached this weekend. Inspiration from all around, but um, it feels like a first because I haven't, I don't feel like I had a win for a long time. Next to football, where Spain, Serbia and Croatia are the latest sides from Europe to qualify for next year's World Cup, while Portugal are left with more to do. The BBC's Adam Samuel rounds up the results. A late goal from Alvaro Morata saw Spain win 1-0 at home to Sweden and secure automatic qualification for Qatar 2022 from Group B. Serbia stunned Portugal 2-1 in Lisbon to secure automatic qualification from Group A. Cristiano Ronaldo's side only needed a draw but now have to qualify via the playoffs. And Croatia have qualified after beating Russia 1-0. The Croatians, runners-up at the last World Cup in 2018, leapt above Russia for first spot in Group H. And now the weather forecast. It'll be mainly cloudy but dry with sunny periods this afternoon and moderate east to northeasterly winds occasionally fresh offshore. The outlook mainly cloudy in the next few days but there will also be some sunny periods becoming appreciably cooler early next week. Currently the observatory 25 degrees Celsius humidity at 50%. To end the news, the top stories once again. An expert panel will meet today to discuss a request by Sinovac to allow children as young as three to get a Covid jab. The Beijing Stock Exchange opens just two months after plans were announced for the bourse and Beijing and Washington gear up for the virtual summit between President Xi and President Biden. The news from RTHK.
And welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday afternoon. I hope you all had a lovely weekend. My name is Noreen Mayer, and I will be right here with you until three o'clock this afternoon. First of all, a big thank you to Phil Whelan for this morning's morning brew. Great show as usual. On today's One Two Three Show, we've got a busy program. To start the show, we're going to be hearing from one of the charities of this year's Operation Santa Claus, and that is the Integrated Brilliant Education Limited (IBL), one of the 18 charities we're supporting for Opsan this year. Sadia Osmani went to their centre in Changshuowan and spoke to their co-founders Manoj and Gitanjali Da about their new project, which is the IBL Kindergarten.、Uh, that'll be in about 10 minutes or so. And after the two o'clock news, fitness coach Nathan Solier talks about digital fitness trends that we should all be embracing. And finally, after two thirty on this week's trash talk, Marcy Trent Long speaks with Sunny Powell from Island Life about a new product where a tablet can be transformed into household cleaning products. Welcome to the future, and of course, welcome to RTHK's、uh, Radio Three One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mir. We've got some great music. Coming your way. Feel free to join us. Feel free to get in touch with us between now and three o'clock. The email address to do so is one two three show at rthk dot hk. 